0: Hey, Dream Catchers, this is Tanner Chittister, and you're listening to the Dream Catcher Show with John Bourgeois.
1: This is the Dream Catcher Show. Each week, we bring you strategies from dream catchers from around the world to help you stop just chasing your dreams and start catching them. Now, turn up the volume and get ready for another amazing episode with your host, John Bourgeois. Welcome to another episode of the Dreamcatcher Show. Dreamcatchers, I am so excited for today's guest and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to grab a pen, a piece of paper, if you need to grab a typewriter, a laptop, a crayon, a notepad, whatever it is, I want you to grab something that you can go ahead and take notes because you're definitely gonna wanna go ahead and do this. Today we have a serial entrepreneur, eight figure earner, two comma club member, all around enjoys fitness. We're talking a coach, a mentor. Tanner, I am thoroughly excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on.
0: Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and give what little insight I have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump into things. Let's go ahead. I know your backstory. Uh, our dream catchers don't. They hear all the the accolades, the the plaques. He's literally, I'm looking at the video right now. He's got plaques upon <laughs> plaques upon plaques behind him. Would you mind going ahead and giving our dream catchers just a uh, a backstory of where it all started?
0: Yeah, so um, I'll kind of fast forward or kind of go as fast as I can. I, I grew up in a pretty big family, seven kids, uh, pretty conservative background. I grew up LDS or um mormon for those of you don't you know know what that is and so uh my dad was on a teacher salary didn't have a lot growing up always had like enough but just didn't grow up with a lot and my dad always kind of made it hey if you want something like go figure it out pretty much you know if you ask him for money he's like yeah like do you have a job it was that type of response and so um from a young age i i got made fun of pretty bad I was a little awkward, you know, just being a conservative household. I had two older sisters, so I didn't have any brothers. So I was kind of, I was a little weird, you know, just a little rough around the edges. And as I got older, I, it kind of bothered me. And so in sixth grade, I started going to the gym before school, like 5 AM in the morning. So my sisters would go to what, you know, Bible class. And then my mom would take me to the gym. I work out. And then after class, you pick them up to pick me up and take me to school. And um, I remember about three months after that, people started complimenting me because, you know, I'd been consistent. I was going through puberty and, you know, my body had no idea what was happening. So it started to grow. And I just remember that being a really good feeling. And that was probably, that's probably one of the pivotal moments in my life. Cause I, I don't know what happened, but there was just something that kind of triggered where I was like, oh, wow. So like, if I work hard and I like set goals, I can hit those goals and then like good things happen or something. It was, it was that type of feeling. So I started going through school, everything kind of changed for me. I kind of went from like this big loser to like a little more of the popular kids. I excelled in sports. I started getting good grades, all those types of things. And uh, sports kind of took over my life at that point because I remember that, you know, fitness just turned into sports and I was good at it and people like loved it, especially in Texas. And so went through, played in college until I got hurt. I had four shoulder surgeries in a row. And at that point you know i like to think i could have gone the professional football league but yeah i don't know if i could and so yeah. i was really hurt so started going to school only and about 6 months of that it it felt good at the time because i'd worked so hard but with sports over the years just constantly work training but 6 months later i was i found myself like bored where i felt man this can't be it i mean this is so boring this isn't exciting and I it started. I started looking at the rest of my life, and I was like, "All I'm going to do is go to this job, and like, no, I can't. Mm. Away. Like, this will, I'll kill myself. This would be horrible, right? Like, I just was not happy. So uh, I had a mentor. Um, I don't know if anyone on here will know him, but his name's David Fry, and he's he's uh, somewhat related to Russell Brunson. He married one of his cousins. So I, he pulled me aside one day and this was, this was kind of the next pivotal point. he just had lunch with me. He's like, Hey Tanner, like, you know, like, what are you doing? All this stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing engineering. Like, you know, I got good grades, but I hate it, but I just want to make a ton of money. And he was like, well, I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of the ways to make money. I was like, well, like how? And he's like, "Start a business. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. So, anyways, this guy literally talks to me out of quitting school <laughs> that I killed myself to get into. I was at AM at the time and they have a very prestigious engineering program. And he's like, just quit school. Like, you can come like learn marketing for me for free. So, anyways, I I end up quitting school. Everyone, like my ex-girlfriend, my parents, everyone was like very verbally uh not on board. Yeah. It was, it was it was pretty hard because at the time he was the only person who like, he's like, don't worry what they say. He's like, that's what everyone says. It's cool. Like whatever. So I sit in this little office, this little cubicle office he has in his garage for like two years <laughs> and I'm making no money. I mean, I'm zero money, but uh, during this time I did door-to-door sales and I was a server at a restaurant and he taught me about opt-ins and landing page, like all the lingo, right? All this stuff. I was like, what the hell is an opt-in page? And he told me and I was like, why don't they just say where you put your email? You know, all this stuff. <laughs> it just was so confusing to me. Um, but at, after that time, I, and he taught me how to build out a low ticket product. So the good thing was I learned like every single step of a funnel and I, I learned like how to integrate stuff. It just, it was so helpful. But you know, when you're broke and you start trying to build a low ticket funnel, I was making 2,500 bucks a month. You know, after rent and everything else, I have nothing for ads and, you know, to try to sell, let's say $37, $47 program, if you don't have an audience, it's difficult to say the least. So anyways, I I was very frustrated. Um, And I just remember I was selling door to door and that was the best slash worst experience of my life. And I was scrolling on Facebook and I saw this ad about building an online fitness business. And I was like, oh shit, this is like, I have to do this. Cause I remember I it was 25 and that was the moment it kind of hit me 23 to 25, I was going through this phase. And then at 25, I was like, man, I'm running out of time. Like everyone keeps saying I have time. Like I'm going to be this loser. And, and I have this like deep fear of like not hitting my potential, right? So I clicked this ad, I signed up for the program. It was a high ticket program. I never even heard a high ticket, right? I pay like 5,000 plus dollars. And then in my first week I made like 10 grand and I was like, holy shit. Right. Like, and that was, that's like when everything just took off because what I didn't realize, I I didn't think people would pay that much. I just remember thinking like, it, it, it wasn't like this program. It wasn't like the program was like inspirational. It was just the fact I'd done door to door sales. So I was really good at sales. Right. And then I'd done, I knew how funnels worked and all these things. And they're like, yeah, well have you ever just thought about getting them on the phone and calling them? I was like, well, no. And like, how, how much would you sell for? They're like, Oh, you sell for like 15, you know, two grand, three grand. It's like people will buy that shit. And they're like, yeah, like, all right. <laughs> like, so I didn't have anything to lose. So I just started DMing people on my social media. And in the first week I made 10 grand. And I just remember that moment was like an epiphany, but it was also like, I was so pissed. Cause I was like, that's all I had to do. Right. So I made more in a week than I make in like three months. So then at that point I quit all my jobs. I went all in and uh, it took me about six months to figure out paid traffic. You know, a lot of coaches and consultants, they just teach like the, you know, evergreen webinar. And I, I just remember it wasn't working for me. So after about six months and another, you know, $40,000 on coaching and ads, I was like, you know, screw this, I'm gonna figure this out on my own. Kind of implemented some strategies that are different that I teach my clients and I still use today. And then from there, it just took off like a rocket ship. and.
1: I've been growing ever since, I feel like. So. That's amazing. And we were talking off camera. What is so broke? And uh, I love the fact that you were working for free, but you were learning marketing for free as well. Like that's amazing. That's that's totally an entrepreneur right there going ahead yeah, and creating it. Was horrible, it.
0: Man. it was man. <laughs> and it was like, I worked six hours a day and then I'd go into his office and I mean, there's actually old pictures where I'd be so tired, I'd fall asleep, like in the seat. Because and, and it was weird, like, he didn't really need to help me. But I think the reason he did is, at the time, I didn't realize that people kind of said things they didn't mean. Like, mm-hmm. I was always of the of the mindset that, hey, if you tell me what to do, I'll do it. You know, and and, and he's yep. like, okay, whatever. And I was like, no, like, I'll do it. And I think he started seeing me like every day I was showing up and I was like building this product and I was just doing whatever he said. And he, he would just give me direction and then I would go do it. And then I bring it back. And I think he was like, wow. And, uh, but it was so beneficial. Cause I think if he hadn't done that, I mean, I wouldn't have known where to start. Yep. Right. It's like, it's like, it's like any business yep. you know, until you start, you're just like, well, wait, how do people get into this? Like, what, where do I do this? Where do I do that? And uh, so when I finally was like given the proper tools, it be, all these experiences over the last two years, it was kind of, it was helping me. But I just didn't make any money from it. Yet. I didn't realize yeah. it. And then once I had the tools to start making money,
1: it just absolutely blew up. So. Yeah, and would you mind explaining to the dream catchers? Like, I, I love yeah. the fact that you went through two years of not making uh, the money yeah. that you wanted to make, you know? Yeah. Uh, but now in your business, you're and you're literally eight figure earner. but what are you doing now to go ahead and pick up some of the money that's being left on the table? Like in terms of what like just um, like next year, you were talking about the your oh, new courses that you're launching. Yeah,
0: yeah, so what I'm doing next year is you know I'm gonna start after a certain point of ad spend essentially. it's just yep, as you spend more, your market gets wider and wider. And so what happens is unfortunately, the wider it goes the less targeted it is and so costs usually go up because you're hitting people that are not quite as interested so to kind of combat that you just have to start selling other products so you can liquidate the ad spend hopefully if you need me to explain that more i can but liquidate the ad spend so that you can continue to spend more and still make money so coming out like i came out with a whole low ticket line and it's done mm-hmm. well I, what I really think is going to push it over the top is the mid ticket, which is, you know, Mm. 97 course, because it's high enough that it makes a difference. Yeah. Like when you sell one ninety seven or 97, you have to sell so many for it to even matter. And that to me is more just like getting, trying to liquidate your leads more than actually help your ad spend. But you know, get five people a day to buy a 2k course. I mean, I'm good for. Two or three days of ad spend right there which makes a humongous difference in a business where you sell high ticket offers absolutely
1: so So it's really funny that you've gone so you broke you went okay the aha moment is i need to have a high ticket offer but those two years of learning you've actually gone and gone ahead and go well now i can go ahead and do a low ticket i can now do a mid ticket and pick up the rest of the room
0: yeah i i don't agree i don't agree with like how russell brunson preaches his book, ironically, right? Because everyone like sees all my awards and stuff. But the problem I have with a low ticket funnel for a beginner is they're inexperienced. They have no money. They don't really know what's all required. The mark, the margins are razor thin and most low ticket funnels you're losing money on the front end. So the only way you're going to actually make money is if you're getting them to upsell and buy other products. So for a beginner, that's extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. But Ironically, when you sell a higher ticket offer and you get someone on the phone, it allows you to make a lot of mistakes because getting someone on the phone, anything they don't understand, you can clarify. Low ticket offers and offers where you're not getting on the phone, the marketing has to be on point because you're trying to get them to buy without ever speaking to you, which is infinitely harder. So what I didn't realize was that, Hey, if I build this high ticket offer and I push it and I build a ton of cash, well, once I have cash, I have options. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's why I'm an advocate of high ticket because I just think you're putting someone in a bad position to do that because if they're only making a couple thousand a month, then they, then you make them pay you, then they have to do the ad spend, then they have to figure out all the fun. It, it's so like, it's almost like making someone run up a hill with a boulder on their back. It, mm-hmm. It's like they can maybe reach the top, but the chances are so low. So it, it's like, it, it's funny, but ironically, high ticket is actually easier. People think mm. it's really harder, but it's not. It's,
1: it's easy. Yeah. So, yeah. It's the same yes. It's just a different dollar amount. That's what it is.
0: Yeah, and, and on top of that, it's just when I saw like 1500 2000 3000 it, it made me feel, one, good about the work I was doing, and two, I could start to see the light at the end of the tunnel Mm
1: -hmm. first. Oh my
0: God, I sold 10 $37 programs today. I mean, what is that? That does nothing. Right. Ultimately, if those buyers don't buy something else, it does absolutely nothing for you. It's not going to change anything. So it, it it was just, it made a huge difference. Um, And that's why I grew so fast. Cause once I figured that out, I just went
1: all in. I mean, I just Mm. pushed it as hard as I could go and i want to i want to go back just a little bit because i want to jump a little bit more into your story yeah uh so you're going to the nfl football is everything for Trying, you at least. yeah so. i know that's right sorry well that in your mind in your mind you're going yeah, to- in my <laughs> mind i was like i'm going
0: pro 100 <laughs> percent.
1: yeah exactly so in your mind you're you're going to nfl you're ready to go uh you you have those four injuries now, now you've got to go ahead or four surgeries. Now you've got to go ahead and you've got to uh, change and, and get into a prestigious, like prestigious engineering uh, elective at A&M, which is insane, right? Mm-hmm. And then you leave it all and you spend the next two years against your family, your ex-girlfriend, everybody else's advice, spend yeah. the next two years trying to learn this thing. Yeah. How did you stay headstrong in those two years when you were scraping by, when you were still pulling other jobs and trying to build this business?
0: Yeah. It, you know, I mean, so it was pretty, it was pretty rough. Um, you know, a lot of times when someone says, Hey, the last two years, like people go, Oh, it's only two years. It's not that long. But when you're living it, I mean, it feels like an eternity. And uh, it was difficult. I almost quit a few times. I'd Mm -hmm. have times where I'd call, you know, I'd call, you know, David and I just said, you know, man, like, I don't know what I'm missing, but like, I, I, like, it's not working. And I'm just like, I'm living so shitty. Like I'm, I'm working as a server six hours a day. I have a shitty car. Like, I don't want to take girls on dates. I live in this thousand foot square, you know, square foot apartment you know, it was, it was, and I'm like, why am I, why am I like for what? Right. I'm not even making money. Um, and so it taught me a couple things. I mean, I think the first thing it taught me is you, you need to move extremely fast. I think a lot of people quit because if you don't get success at some point, you will quit. So the same, mm-hmm. like, as long as you don't quit, you you'll succeed it's true but the problem is if you don't get some type of success along the way it becomes discouraging to the point where most people quit because they're like they're giving up family they're giving up relationships people are telling them they're dumb like they're not seeing progress their bank account so after a while (coughs) you just keep seeing that it's like it's what's the point um and then the other thing the only real other reason was that you know, it's a gift and a curse for me. Part of why I think I've been successful is I have this like unrelenting desire to just be the best I can be. Mm. So no matter what goal I hit, it's almost like it's never enough, mm. right? At the same time, it's bad because sometimes, right, when it's never enough, you can feel unfulfilled, unhappy. You know, people are like, dude, you've worked like 8,000 hours in a row. Like, let's go like take a break. Um, but I just always wanted to be more than just kind of like an average person. Yeah. I I just always remember having this feeling like, wow, like most people literally after college, the rest of their life, they just go to work and then they go home and that's what they call life. And I was like, I wanted to, I wanted to have a life where I had options where I could do things because ultimately, um, you know, people have the same money as in everything. And I agree with it. The difference is that the experiences and relationships you have are But it takes money to have those things Mm -hmm. right so if you want to travel takes money if you want to go on a boat takes money if you all the things that we want you want to live in a nice place like the place i live now i mean it this place is infinitely more expensive than the place i used to live yeah so you know that's that's kind of why it's important to me is because you know we all have 80 give or take years to live all that really makes the difference between you or me when it's all said and done is like what we do during those 80 years. So absolutely, I think that was the biggest thing is I just knew that the only way to become the person I wanted to be was that way. There there's no other way to make a ton of money besides a business, unless you're a professional athlete or, or something like that. It's business or, or nothing. And so I was like, well, this it was like it was almost like it was laid out for me like I didn't have yep. a choice Because I decided like that's what I wanted. And so it was either figure it out or you know, stay stuck. But I just couldn't yep. go back.
1: I couldn't go work for someone. It just like wasn't an option in my head. I don't know why. And and the thing that I love is like you're going you're going two years. And I want you to speak to this because I, I I love your story and the journey you've been on because yeah. yeah. it wasn't like you just had this aha moment where it was uh, high ticket items and then everything was rosy from there. You've had to do additional things the entire way mm-hmm. to get where you're at today, and you're still doing additional things to go to the next level of your next goals. Yeah. You're in those two years of struggle, those two years of where you're door to door selling, waiting tables. Um, how important has mentors and learning from others been for you?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's good and bad. I I (laughs) the the 80-20 rule, I mean, and and like, I can even attest to this, you know, the 80-20 rule is a real thing. And I think in business, you know, 80% of the mentors or coaches you get will not be beneficial 20%. Mm. Um, And the reason, I don't know why that is, but you know, what I found is as I was hiring other people, I really wanted to figure out paid traffic. You know, you start having overlap in um, coaching programs just where like some of the same methods are taught and stuff like that. And something that always bothered me is it just seemed like, they're like, well, Hey, you know, you know, set up this webinar and run traffic to it and you'll be a multimillionaire. And you know, like I would do it and it wouldn't work. And I, I was like, Hey man, I'm doing everything you're asking me to do. And I'm the type of person you know, I think because of where I am now, people believe me Mm -hmm, mm back then, you know, they're like, Oh yeah, whatever. Everyone says that, but I literally would do everything and anything they said. And I would redo webinars. And I, I mean, I would work all day, like all freaking day trying to make this happen. Cause I knew if I could get paid traffic to work, like I'd be wealthy. Like I'd hit my goals because once you do that, you just spend as much as you can. And as long as your system works, then you're good. So, um, it was good from the sense that I learned all the things not to do. Mm-hmm. It clarified for me because like when you don't know what to do, it's hard to make decisions because you're second guessing everything you do. So when some when you hire someone and they're telling you something, you, that kind of goes out the door and you feel confident that you're like, okay, so I paid them money. They know what to do. I'm going to do it. And I would just do it so hard, whatever they said, that when it didn't work, I just knew like inside, I just knew, hey, what they're saying is not true or it's not true for me. Mm -hmm, I have to mm -hmm. figure out another way because I've done everything they've asked like to the like 1000%. And and I kept having that repeat. And then finally, like my last coach I had, um, it's ironic, but it wasn't that they taught me some strategic pattern. Like, in fact, like I would say I came up with the strategic plan myself, but he just challenged me. Um, I, I re, I respond very well to like, just being challenged yep. as an athlete. And I just remember, uh, I signed up and I was going through and I felt kind of like I got screwed again. I was like, this is literally the same stuff I told you. I didn't want to be taught. And I just remember we got on a call and I was pissed. I was, like, telling him, like, yo, dude, like, you lied to me, like, F you, like, you're literally the fifth coach I paid, like, because I was making money, but I kept reinvesting and reinvesting. So, yeah. you know, when you're spending 10k a pop, and, you know, people keep telling you the same things, it just gets old, right? And I'm, I'm just a kid, like, you know, I'm just trying to be successful. Um, and I just remember he said, he basically just said something, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, so you don't want to, like, he basically, you know, and, uh, worth words <laughs> said like, Hey, are, do you just want to give up? Like, are you going to give up and, you know, be a girl? And, uh, I just remember I was thinking in my head, like, he's actually trying to like, say, like, I'm going to kick you out of my program and refund you. And I was like, no, F you dude. Like I'm staying in. And I was just like, I'm going to show this motherfucker. like, I just remember I was pissed. And, um, so anyways, after that day, I, uh, I, I had been running ads through many chat to uh funnel. And I went back in my messenger and I just started following up like with everyone. I was like, F this guy. And I started following up with everyone. And um, I just have a, a like a unique way of doing it. And I remember that week I made like 30 grand. And then that was my next like, oh shit, I figured it out. And then I just doubled down on that. And ever since then, like my income has just exponentially gone up. Now we've hit a ceiling again where mm-hmm. like I can make more, but our profit goes down. And Yep. I just don't care about that like you know some guys will say they make 10 trillion but they only take home a yeah. dollar so now we're trying to liquidate more of that ad spend so we can keep spending and have the revenue go up without killing absolutely
1: our money.
0: so yeah man that's uh to answer your question sorry i was long-winded but no, it's important, it's, good. it's important either way it's just most people they don't understand that you know it's hindsight right but they don't understand that if you even if you pay someone and they screw you you're gonna get even though it's an expensive lesson, it it helps you get closer to your goal because like Mm -hmm. if there's 10 different directions and you're like, I don't know which one to go. Every time you do one of those things and you cross it off your list, cross it off your list, you get closer to success and it's just impossible not to like lose money. It's impossible not to have a bad coach. It's like people try to avoid it, but it's, it's not possible. Yep. It's just not.
1: And and Dreamcatchers, I want you to hear something real fast because what Tanner's not saying, Tanner's not saying not to get a coach or not to get a mentor, right? One of his businesses that he does is he's actually teaching other business owners to do exactly what has made him be successful and made him be an eight-figure earner and made him be in the two-comma club uh, like member, right? What he's saying is, because you got to understand the story, right? He's got a coach and a mentor that convinces him to leave his engineer degree and, and for two years uh, be scraping by probably eating ramen noodles or something like that. Horrible, bro. <laughs> he's got a coach Horrible. that he goes ahead and has that aha moment of, oh my goodness, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do high ticket items. That's the, that's the thing that I needed to do all, all, all along. And then he's got a coach that's gone ahead and said, Hey, are you going to give up in, in better case of words? Like, are you going to give up? Are you going to give in? And along the way, yeah, he had some bad coaches that, you know, taught him not what not to do, but he also had the coaches that taught him exactly what he needed to do. He just had to give the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, there's a lot of work ethic and all those things that go into Absolutely. That. But yeah, I mean, if you want, if you really want to hit a goal, um, you will eventually figure it out as long as you're that type of person. It's just most people say things, but what they do and what they say don't align. What I say is what I do. And that's, I hmm. think, the difference between me and most people.
1: Has that always been the case? Or is that something you've learned?
0: I I, I think I learned it. I mean, I think growing up, like I said, I I don't know why this was such an impactful moment for me, but I just got made fun of a lot as a kid. Like I was a weird Mm -hmm. kid. And in sixth grade, I was 12 years old. I, that's when I kind of realized it. When I really, I started to realize that I was like the kid in the class who was getting made fun of. Mm -hmm. And I kind of knew, but I guess I kind of denied it. And then I just had this moment where I went home and I was, I remember I was like crying to my dad and I was like, I just didn't like understand i was like why are people so mean to me and like all this stuff and um for whatever reason i just was like hey i'm gonna start working out i'm gonna beat that i'm gonna beat their ass like i don't know why <laughs> and and then i just remember like the thing that that was impactful is i just remember i stuck with that goal and i kept going and then people started to like you know it, it wasn't right because like you shouldn't be that people shouldn't do that but
1: yeah of course it was like when
0: when the tone changed and people started complimenting me and i remember like my own teachers were like dude are you like like my teachers like thought my parents were like feeding me steroids right what is happening like because kids that age don't work out they don't (laughs) yeah go to the gym and i just for whatever reason i was just like it was kind of like oh my god i I can have whatever i want like if i just put in the work and i make that's so amazing I, i get yeah and I was just a little kid, but it was so impactful because I think a lot of people they they think life is dictated to them. And I mean, quite honestly, like I genuinely believe like if I wanted to build a billion dollar company and all these things, I can do it. It's just are you willing to do what it takes? And some people I think they underestimate they underestimate what it actually takes to be in the one percent. You know, they they hear all the quotes and you see all the motivational BS and whatever. But when it's all said and done, like Are you willing to wake up you know at 4 30 a.m when no one's watching you and go to bed at 10 p.m and give you know x y and z up most people like they're really not so and i'm not saying that that's the only way to do it but i will say that i've grown exponentially faster than i think most i don't know how many guys in the digital marketing space have grown as fast as me and i don't think it's because i'm special i just think i'm willing to do what most people don't you know you get there's upsides and there's downsides of and course. In both of it, right? But in terms of business, it's been very beneficial for me.
1: So yeah, and um, what would you say is probably the biggest thing that keeps people from like actually catching their dreams? They're just scared. Hmm.
0: They're just scared. They're more scared of losing like the last five grand they have than like what's going to happen if they don't like try to figure it out. For me, it was weird, but I, I don't again like. There's those those three impactful moments. When I got made fun of when I was 12, when my, that, when David Fry mentored me. And then when I turned 25 and I don't know what it was, but it's like, I turned 25 and all of a sudden it went from, you have a ton of time. You're 22, you know, you, it's cool. Like that sentiment that the, that people were saying to me. Right. And I believed it, right. I was like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I got time. And then I turned 25. I was like, I got $2,000 in my bank account. I got no girlfriend. My car's a 2000 Toyota. I live in a thousand foot. So I was like, I'm talking all this shit, but like, I really have nothing to show for it. Right. And I don't, it really hurt my ego. It really kind of like, I just remember sitting there. I was like, man, like I'm that dude, right. I'm the dude that like people make fun of. Right. You know, like people are like, Oh yeah. Like I don't want to be him. I was like, I'm him. Yeah. And that was the moment where like, literally I just was like, I don't care what it takes. I have to do it. And I think that's where some people never get to, they don't get to a moment where they just have like this, they'll do anything. And so I remember I get on the call. I've never been on a high ticket sales call before. I have no idea what's happening. And you know, they're walking <laughs> me through like, you know, so like they're asking me all these like stupid emotional questions. I'm like, dude, like, why are you asking me this? Like what is this program. And they asked me, you know, for five grand. And I was like, man, about shit a brick. I was like five grand. It's like, I got $2,000 in my bank account. And he's like, well, you know, like you can put down a deposit and like you can go get a credit card. I was like, fuck. Like, I was like, is this 100% gonna work? Like, so naive, right? Like, so stupid. But I mean, it was like, I was just determined to make it work. So I go get a credit yeah. card, I pay them. And I remember I go through a, a couple modules and then I just remember I was like, okay, so basically, long story short, like, because I, I get straight to the meat, like, I, I'm not a rah rah guy. So I was like, so long story short, what I saw is like, get people on a call and then sell them these high ticket packages. And then like, if I do that, I'll, I'll make a lot of money, right? And he's like, yeah, I was like, okay, cool. I don't watch another <laughs> module and I just start hammering, just hammering people uh, and getting them on calls. And I start signing people up left and right. I was like, holy shit. I was like, this, I couldn't, and, and imagine like, you know, walking in Alabama for eight to 10 hours a day, sweating your balls off, and then sitting on a chair, taking calls, closing deals. I was like, this, it was the best moment of my life. I literally was sitting there like, could life get any better, right? And now, now some of the stuff I complain about, right? Like people, <laughs> like I'm like, ah, oh, this happened in business. I'm like sitting in, you know, a place on Miami beach, like in a chair, but uh yeah, man, I, I and I love talking about it. Cause it's just like, it's, it was, uh, yeah it was like some of those moments it was like when the feeling when it was happening was like it was amazing it was just like yeah but that's awesome
1: yeah how how important has because i i i've watched your your social media (laughs) so how important has like routines been for you
0: yeah i mean really really important um like this year, I've almost had to take a step back. Hmm. But
1: like, What's the reason hey, for that?
0: Just, just like to the point where like I work so much and I don't like know when to stop almost. Hmm. But I'm so glad how things have gone down because like what I always wanted to do is the way business works, at least in my opinion, is, you know, you can you can have it a few ways, but you can build it big enough where you're making good money, but you're doing all the work, right? Then you can build it big enough to where you're, you got a couple team members, but you're still involved. And then you can build it big enough to where you're completely out of the business. And so towards the end of this year is when I finally got, I got about a team of 30, 35 people. And so that's when I can completely step out, but to be able to do that and still make the type of money you want, you have to build a very big business, right? Cause mm-hmm. it's a lot of overhead. And so I just pushed like this year I pushed, harder than I've ever pushed in my life. And that's extremely hard. And I just almost like, I think I was like mentally breaking down at the end. I was just so burnt out and stuff. Mm. So this new year, I've set some stuff in place, but, um, you know, I mean, the reality is, I think usually people don't want to hear the reality. They want to hear like, what they want to hear, which is, oh yeah, like I didn't, it, like yeah, I was like working like three hours a day. I made ten trillion dollars. Like I was like, no man, I was working like twelve hours a day for the last like year and a half. I killed myself. I gave up a lot of things. Like I told a lot of girls no, like you know. But it's all like it's all to get to a certain point. Yeah. You know, to me, it's worth it to kill myself for a year, year and a half, so that for the rest of my life, if I want, like within reason, I can pretty much do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, so anyways, hopefully I go on tangent sometimes cause I no, like, it's
1: all good. Like, I love it, man. I'm I'm the exact same way. Like if you ask me a question, I'm all over the place. Yeah. So, no, it's all good, man. I, I'm loving yeah. it. Um, speak, speak about the burnout, speak about the burnout. What are some things that you're going to be doing to make sure that you're recharging?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, a hard thing is as your business grows, um, when you go from doing everything to yep. giving up that control and because it's your money and it's your baby, you're always going to do a better job than anyone, no matter how good they might be. Like most, I mean, they're, it's just never going to be as good as you most of the time, you know, and Gary Vee talks about that sometimes, you know, he, he, he brings that up. So I think that's the hard thing is like letting people make mistakes, um, trusting that when you turn your back, they're going to do it right. Um, getting your team trained to a point that you can step out. And so, because I grew so fast this year, just exponentially, like it seemed like every month we were going up by like a hundred K or more. (laughs) And so we're just, we're bringing on new people, we're training. And then because we're bringing people on so fast, you know, we didn't have time to set in proper systems and stuff like Hmm. that. So I think that's where a lot of burnout came from because I had, I mean, I had so much stuff to do every single day. And we didn't have systems and operations in place to handle the load. And so you have two options. Either, you know, you stop making as much money or you work overtime. And my personality is always like, oh, I'll suck it up. It's cool. Like I'll just work harder. And you know, but you can only go so hard for so long. So this year I've just set, you know, parameters for when I'll start work, when I'll stop work, no matter what. Um, I just feel more comfortable with my team. Like I've had them around now. I have really keep good key players that I know will stick around for a long time. And so, you know, but ultimately it's, it's uh building a team is tough, but it's necessary to, you know, if you want to have a business where like, you are kind of more of an owner versus an operator. Um, and you know, at the finite level, we do want to help people, but the whole goal of a business at the finite level is to help the business owner, Absolutely. Right? you know, people don't start businesses and like, ah, I want to help uh, 800 people. It's usually like, no, I'm broke as hell. And I want to have a better life. That's ultimately, usually why people start right within reason. I, I mean, I want to help people too. But I always was like, well, man, if I make more money, like I'll have a better life. Like I need a business. It, it was always kind of that thought pattern to begin with. So anyway, it's just to answer your question, just more, just more boundaries this year and just having yeah. a team in place.
1: Yeah, and I think the, I think the thing that's key is, and Robert Kiyosaki talks about it, right? Robert Kiyosaki, yeah. uh, Dean Graziosi, Tony Robbins, they all talk about it. If you're not careful, dream catchers, you will start to go after your dream and you will just pigeonhole yourself into another job. And yeah. you will burn out, pigeonhole yourself into that job. Yeah. The goal is to, if you're an entrepreneur or you're trying to build something that is a business or something like that, is to be able to work on the business versus in the business. And that's the level that you're seeing Tanner at right now, which is where he is going, okay, how do I build this? So I'm working on it and we're doing strategic pivots where strategic pivots need to happen versus being the guy just on the keyboards going away and typing away and spending 12, 13, 14, 15 hour days at the office, but not really being able to vision set for the years to come. Yeah. Last two questions for you. Yeah, Tanner, please. obviously our dream catchers are going to want to connect with you. They're going to want to follow you. They're going to want to see your journey. And I would highly recommend that if you guys are trying to build a, a eight-figure uh, business and you want the plaques that Tanner's got behind uh, him, I would highly recommend that you would go ahead and hire him as a coach because he knows exactly what he's doing. Tanner, where, where could our dream catchers find you. Where's the best place for them? To I, find you? I just always
0: tell people connect me with me on Instagram or Facebook. Like I'm, I'm, I try to stay as accessible as I can. So if someone shoots me a message there, I mean, within reason, sometimes it gets a little overwhelming, but I'll try to answer everyone. So I just tell people to, you know, find my social media, shoot me a message if they have a question or just follow my
1: content. Awesome. Awesome. And, and guys, all of that's going to be in the show notes. So you'll be able to find exactly where to find Tanner. Uh, last question for you. If you were to go ahead and bump into your younger self, ten years younger, and you could only give him one piece of advice, what would that advice be?
0: And um, it's funny you ask that because I've been thinking about that question the last few days. Um, I think, I think, I think the biggest thing is I just wish I had started sooner. I think even during those two years, I told you about it. It was just, I was really scared to hire people because I would always make an excuse, right? Like, oh, I don't have the money X, Y, and Z. Um, I think it would just be, you know, make your goal and just do it. Um, It was even funny the other day, you know, I was out with a buddy and we were just trying to talk to girls and, you know, he would point a girl out. And i am like, oh yeah, I'm not going to talk to her right now because, you know, and I make some excuse and it's hilarious, but as humans, we always find reasons not to do it. And I think Mm. the thing I've really learned about business is the second I know what I need to do, it's just doing it no matter what it takes, no matter what amount of money you have to pay, no matter how much time you have to put in because there's always some like there's literally always some excuse and it sounds so cliche but I really understand it now because I see it in all aspects of my life I see it like when it's like social gatherings I see when it's women I see when it's like money it's always like oh well I don't feel good today so you know I'll just do it tomorrow or oh that girl she's busy right now I'll talk to her after and then you're losing out on all these opportunities when the reality is like you're not you're not losing out on anything like if you go ask that girl out and she says no so what? If you try a <laughs> business venture and you go broke, it's like, so what? Like, was what you were doing before so amazing? Like, why why are we scared to do things when where we're at isn't even making us happy, right? So to just summarize, like, your question, I just think I would have told myself, like, I wish I had started sooner. I wish I had hired that coach two years ago, because even though the actual program itself wasn't, like, amazing, Literally, the price I paid just to learn—like, wow, people will buy packages this expensive. It—it it changed my life. Like, as dumb as that is, right? Mm-hmm. And if I had just done that two years sooner instead of like give myself the narrative. Oh, I got to save up. I'm gonna, you know, oh, I can't go into debt. I can't do this. It, it was dumb, and it, it actually, like, if if I had done that, I mean, I'd be, t- I would have hit this goal at 25, and who knows yeah. where I'd be, today, right? I actually slowed myself down by kind of playing it safe and being scared so i hope that answered the question no
1: that is awesome man that is so good <laughs> yeah, that is definitely advice that we all need to hear man because it doesn't matter where you conquered it in one area of your life just like you were talking about you're you're seeing the same thing now when you're you're going out to talk to chicks right yeah, like you're going it's stupid
0: it's like yeah. like why am i scared to go talk to this girl like why you know but it happens all the time and so something I've really tried to do and I like changed this year is just like the second I see a girl I want to talk to, just go talk to her. Like, don't care. Just go up, just say something. Who cares? Like same thing in business because you never know what might happen, right? Good things could happen. Bad things could happen. But like one thing I've been really proud of myself is I haven't, you know, there's some things you can always do better, but so far, far to this point in my life. Like, I'm so happy with the decisions I made because I've taken risks. Like I've gone after things I want. And when you're on your deathbed, I mean, do you really think you're going to look back and be like, oh yeah, I'm really glad I didn't talk to that girl because she looked busy. No, you're just going to think like, man, I really wish I'd talked to that girl. I really wish I'd went for that business venture. I really, because like, that's what it's about, you know, that's, I don't know, It's what gets me excited. So
1: absolutely. Anyway. And if anything, like you were talking about earlier, when we, you were talking about coaches, if anything, right? You going and trying those things out has been able to establish for you what doesn't work and who you don't want to have coach you or like, and even in the case of the girl, right? Well, she said, no, maybe you need to keep asking, or maybe there's another girl that you should go and ask. Yeah. Plain and simple. It's
0: just, it's the same thing. It's like, it's just like with the coach, like people go, well, I'm scared to hire that coach because it might not work. Just like you're scared to ask that girl out because she might say no. It's like, but you don't realize by her saying no, it gives you clarity on what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. It, so it, it's backwards. It sounds weird, but like, if I go up to a girl and I ask her and she shuts me down, I actually like one feel good. Cause I'm like, okay, great. Now I know. And i don't sit and think about it for the next three weeks. And then two, it's like, okay, well she doesn't like me. So I need to pivot and do something else. And it's the same thing in business. So as long as you make a decision it doesn't even matter what the decision is as long as you keep making decisions you'll figure it out eventually
1: absolutely
0: like on, right like unless yep. you make like logical decision making when you have like consequences happen so
1: absolutely anyways man tanner it has been unreal today i appreciate you jumping on the show with us yeah, uh, dream sure. catchers here's here's what i want you to do like this was a an amazing episode i mean on everything from talking to chicks to building a business, (laughs) right, and everything in between. Uh, So I want you to go back. I want you to re-listen to it. There's some nuggets there that the more you listen to it, you'll realize, oh my goodness, I can implement this immediately right now. One of the things that I love when listening to Tanner's story, right, is he hears advice and he implements it straight away. And that's something that we all can take away because that is something that will set you apart. So what I want you to do, listen to it, implement it. And if this brought value to you today, go show Tanner some love. And go and send this episode to another dream catcher who needs this exact same advice. Guys, we'll see you on the next episode. All right. See you guys. Dude, that was awesome. That Uh, was so good, man. uh,
0: Thanks for having me, man. I I get into it. So it's like once you get me going, it's it's all
1: good.